LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah Van Cleve, a biracial single mom adoptee raised by an all-white family. And I'm Caleb Scales, a proud gay man, restaurant savant, who will make the best flipping margarita you've ever had. And this is Othered, a podcast for those who feel different. Each episode, we'll be having conversations about racism, homophobia, holistic health, drinking, sex, drugs, yoga, 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 yoga. Yogurt. (laughs) This podcast comes out every Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free listening, discounts at our live events, and exclusive access to merch, then subscribe to LAS Plus. Go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Sarah. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Kayla. Oh my God, I love that for us. I feel like I'm trying too hard now. You are, but I like it. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Caleb. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> L-A-S. Welcome to the... Just heading out my door, and the dog is coming behind me and wants to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, I'll take Pseudo out to the gate. That's Gin the and tonic in one hand. So you're like, there goes an extra five minutes. <laughs> well, no, because I was going to have Micah bring Sue back in. Ah, okay. So gin and tonic in one hand, gig bag on shoulder, collar in hand, because I don't have the gate in the right spot. So I have to kind of collar her out, mm. especially if there's no food involved. Decide I'm going to trust Pseudo today and just let her run into the backyard. Oh, no. Hmm. It's pouring rain. I figured she's not going to do anything immediately. She goes on a run. So, honestly, Sue doesn't do that all the time. But every once in a while, she just has this stored up energy where she just wants to go on a run. And our newest thing, it used to be that we would go get in our car. People would start walking in different directions. We got to find her right away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we just say, give her 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> she'll be back at the back door. Nice. So luckily she came back. She was soaked. soaked. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, Sue, Sue went to the vet yesterday at the tune of $250. So, Ooh. Yeah. and there was nothing like special about it. Like it's just, it was just normal shit. Yeah. Oh, normal yeah. shit. And not only that, but the doc said, okay, everything looks great. Ears great. Um, whatever else, heart, all this different thing. He listened to her and all this, and he said, "But she does need a teeth cleaning." Mm. No. Do you get your dog's teeth cleaned? Yeah, I've had it done once, I think. Just once. Years. Yeah. As I get older, I mean, well, do wolves get their teeth cleaned? <clears throat> I, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I haven't followed a wolf I mean, around for their daily I know. activities. But well, maybe you should. Maybe I ought to. <laughs> and I don't know. To the tune of five hundred bucks to get her teeth cleaned. Yeah, when I can just sedate being... the dog and everything. Yeah, I'm and... just gonna start buying those little greeny things. Yeah. yeah, even though the doc says they don't work, but that's because he doesn't get money for right. it. 
<laughs> well, they're they're supposed to be really uh, high in calories or fat or something too. So you got to watch out. Your dog may puff up if you give him too many of those things. But we're talking about Sue uh, Pseudo Sue, named after the delicious beer, which is Shane's dog. Yeah, Sweetheart. I wasn't talking about the the beer in my fridge. That no, yeah, right. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. So yes, all it our, is. It all is. of our friends listening at home can. Yes, get sorry. A, it is my beautiful, a... wonderful dog, and she was a gem at the doctor, just like always. And um, she deserves to be taken care of, but I'm not going to get. You know, Bonnie made the joke that but you, you stop know. Next two... thing you know, they're like, "Well, she kind of has a molar that's not coming in right." Next oh, thing you know, geez. she has dog braces. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where do you sign up? Does your job offer uh, dog benefits? Can you, you know, health insurance mine does actually. No, do- yeah, way. animal, serious? animal health, pet health insurance. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's awesome. Do- you could get dog braces, maybe a head headgear or something. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. My <laughs> doggy my headgear. Dog, my dog Clico has just splendid teeth, so I, I don't think he needs He's braces. He's a good boy. But, well, yeah. Sue's a good girl. Sue had great teeth too. She just way back in the very back, you could see that it was they're getting a little, yeah, you know, a little grungy, whatever. yeah, a little tartar or whatever on the thing. But, so yeah. Well, I'm glad you got her uh, all taken care her, of. All up. taken yeah. care of. It's good yeah. to have you guys back in the studio again. Yes, here we are. It's good That's to right. be here. The Groove Life Podcast, back at you again. Um, we uh, so, I, I guess that kind of. I mean, that doesn't really sum up your week. What else has been going on with you? Oh, um, I'm going to keep going then. I, yeah. I would say <laughs> honestly, keep it here. Um, other than the fact that it was beautiful most of this week, um, mm. which makes me really happy. Um, I had a what we call a happy hour on Zoom. You know everyone calls it that, with my family this week. And we were all just sitting around talking, catching up on stuff. And we found out that Jordan, I think you might have saw I posted this today, but Jordan got accepted to a festival in Des Moines. Oh, nice. Sweet. Um, It's the same one that Seth just branded. So all of his graphics are on there and stuff. Wait a minute. It's a family thing. Something fishy's going on here. The are taking over. (laughs) I may I probably already told you guys about this, and if my if I'm repeating myself even on the podcast, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty excited. So, Jordan is actually going to fly out his drummer because he does all the digital, you know, click track shit and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's going to fly out his producer to play bass because his producer basically said, "I'll do it just for the plane ticket because I just love to be with you." And, Sweet. And yeah. Everything. And then he said, "Dad, would you be into playing bass for me Ooh. at this festival?" And, and a I did. Tear welled up in your eye. A little and, bit, man. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, I mean, I don't doubt it. It wasn't maybe visible, but definitely in my heart, I was just like, "This isn't a normal thing that a kid, especially that's pursuing his dreams in L.A., right. yeah, says, yeah. hey, Dad, will you <laughs> bring your old ass up on stage and play <laughs> bass?'" So yeah, it was. It definitely made my day, and it's made my week. I'm pretty excited about it. So. Looking forward to playing a show. When's with the festival? My boy. It is the week before we play Rockfest, so it's uh, oh wow, uh, the ninth, I think. Okay, July 9th. July 9th. Yeah, and that's in Des Moines, and tickets are being sold right now. There's actually we're playing the same day as some pretty cool bands. One of them is uh, Corey Taylor's son, along with some other nice famous oh, wow. metal guys' kids. Nice, nice. So I I don't know if it's uh, Ramirez kids or. Hmm. Or who, but anyway. Metal children. Metal yeah. children, definitely. Are so, you guys, so are you playing on like a big main stage or something? It is the main stage. Nice. It's also going to be earlier in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, we won't be having any lights or anything, but still cool. That'll um, be awesome. Yeah. So it's not like Jonathan Davis's kids or anything. It's going to be like children of corn. 
Ah. Is that bad? That's bad. Yeah. Get, All right. get out of the studio right now. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. All right. Mike, what's going on with you? What happened this oh, week? Oh, damn. <clears throat> well, like Shane said, the weather's been awesome, so we've been kind of getting things uh, ready to get back on the house. We just uh, bought a whole shit ton of lumber. Um, that might, and I'm I've not... heard lumber's really cheap right now. Oh, it's yeah, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, well, so the thing is, it actually went up quite a bit this month. He was um, kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. That's but, a joke. No, but I bought it. I knew that it was going to Actually, gonna you're go wrong. Up. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it's been ridiculous, but we knew it was going to go up even more this mm-hmm. year, this spring, so we wanted to get an order in early before the prices really jumped, and um, we kind of had to bite the bullet and, and spend more than we wanted to on lumber because prices are, like you said, very high. Yeah. But then the very next week, they jumped like 30%, so we were able to get the order in at least not get totally hosed with, with uh, prices. When did it there, really but... jump the most, like in the last few days? Um, I think I checked it on, yeah, it might have changed on Sunday, if I remember right. So we're today we're recording on a Tuesday. So Because um, I bought my all my supplies because of what you said. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I bought them on Sunday. Yeah, Monday, you might have. Monday. Well, it de- yeah. And, it and actually, it might have been midweek last week now that I'm thinking about it. Either way, it's it happened fairly recently, and we were able to get our order in just before that. So... That was, uh, we felt really kind of lucky about that, even though, like I said, we didn't pay what we kind of wanted to pay for lumber, like normal sure. 2019 prices. Pre-COVID. Yeah, I mean, are out, out the windows. So. But you guys have, like, you've got the whole exoskeleton of your house made out of, like... Steel. Steel. And yeah, now and you're going back in with, like, wooden studs to kind of flesh out the rest of it. Right, yeah, we got to frame out. And because it's a, it, it's kind of a hybrid construction because it's a steel building, like you said. Mm-hmm. But then it's, uh, the actual living area and stuff is all wood, so we have to kind of... Uh, like frame up a house walls. within a house kind of almost yeah. yeah so there's that's actually a very good way to put it so um there's still a lot of work a lot of materials that needs need to be purchased and we need to frame it all up for windows and do a bunch yeah. of stuff before we actually get the siding on so it's uh it's coming along but we're doing that we're shopping for a motorhome um which again is not a great time to be doing that prices are not i feel like it's not a great time to buy anything right now it's just it's a seller's market man and yeah. uh Oh, but although we did actually, we did make a purchase this week too. We bought a K truck, which um, most people listening, I'm betting ninety percent probably have no idea what that is. I didn't know. Is really it kind of like a box truck or? So, it, it's like the smallest pickup truck you could ever imagine. Nice. So what we wanted for our farm, yeah, okay, not that small. <laughs> That's like a Hot Wheels car, um, dude. <laughs> yeah. dude. Don't give me that. <laughs> I know. I, no, I, I said it too literally. Um, <laughs> No, it's like a so they're they're made in Japan and imported uh, into the U.S. and it was a big thing in like I think the '90s or whatever uh, is when they kind of became popular. And there's kind of like this cult following of them. I never really got into them. I never really heard much about them. But I saw a couple pop up online a couple I don't know a year or two ago, whatever. And I was like, that's kind of cool because I like kind of quirky, weird vehicles that no one else has. And uh, so this one popped up for sale, and I went and looked at it and bought it for. I think a really great deal and um it's just this tiny little truck that it's a two-seater and it's got like if you picture like a john deere gator almost yeah but you put like a cab on the front of it it's like that size and oh, it's like nice. it's like street legal in japan <laughs> and in certain states in the u.s they're legal but um i'm probably not doing even a great job explaining them because i'm i, I got confused when you said a cab on the front but i guess i, I know what you're talking about now the actual yeah. cab yeah, it's like an enclosed... Not the... Sh- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a cab on the back, yeah. Right. And, um, but yeah, so that's exciting. We uh, we did we got that going on, and um, 
Now, is that that's have a purpose other than just enjoying it and well driving the, it around, driving or? around the farm? I mean, it's, the farm. yeah, to, yeah. to bring. Uh, you know, we just have tons of tree maintenance and stuff we have to do, and just kind of you know to go around to the other side of the property is a couple thousand feet away or whatever. So just to kind of have something that's where you awesome. can bring your you know chainsaw along with without putting it in a vehicle. I told Micah recently I want one of those gators. Yeah, just to drive from the front of my house to the back of my house. Yeah, the thing is, they're so damn expensive. I mean, and, and I guess rightfully so, but they're just I, I can't I can't deal. You know. Yeah. I don't know if K it, truck all the way. Yeah, I, and look, yeah, look them up. K E I K truck. But uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you need a a gator for your, for your uh, just to get around from the front of my house to the back. To the back. Yeah. To th- get through the fence too. On well, the I've back. got a couple trees. Do they make them small enough to go from like your living room to the refrigerator? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> like an that acorn be, lift that you just might, goes you might need, from look the into couch s- to the fridge. Something yeah. like remote controlled, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be kind of yeah, exactly. Fun. Uh, that's what, yeah. excellent. I can't wait to drive that little truck around your property, dude. I want to drive. Take it, it. off. Yeah, some absolutely. Sweet oh, and jumps. it's, it's right hand drive. It's a stick shift. So, oh god, okay. it's weird. Then no, never mind. Also, you're on the other side. Yeah, you're on the right hand side. Oh. The, what would normally be the passenger seat? You guys are Japanese. Like everything's in Japanese. It's a Mitsubishi, it's, yeah. and there's a couple different uh, makes and models of it. But the one I bought was a Mitsubishi. It's called a Mitsubishi mini truck. It's like awesome. if you just Google that too. But um, yeah, I'm like super excited about it. I got it for dirt cheap uh, from a guy. Uh, he it had quit on him and wouldn't run, and uh, I had it running within like 15 minutes. You hired somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I, I hired a guy. Hired a guy to fix Sweet. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's been what's going on, man. What's what's going on with you, Jeej? Jeej. We're into week two of the new job. Well, technically, this is week three now that we're recording it. Right. Like, new job rules. I love it so much. Um, you know, it's really kind of amazing when you go from a job that you thought you were surviving in to a place that you feel like you're really thriving. There's wow. a very yes stark difference between those two. Um, and just, I mean, even, even after you get the first couple days worth of jitters and kind of nervousness out of the way... And then you start to really dive into to what the job is and you realize like, oh, shit, I should have been doing this for years. Yeah. Like it, wow. it just it feels great. And like I'm loving all the aspects of the job. I mean, you know, the, the office, the people I work with, you know, what I get to do is different every day. But it's also something that that I just enjoy to do. So the day flies by. I don't yeah. even realize how fast it's going by. And uh it's awesome. It it feels really good. You look forward to going to work. I do. Yeah. 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 That's, and it's that's a great feeling. It really is. It feels great. I may or may not have said this to you before, but I am so happy for you, and I'm so glad that this is working it, out for you. Yeah. I'm I'm really stoked. I'm loving it. And you're not jealous of this corner office with the window. Oh, I actually am. Did I did I talk about that at uh, the last? I just made that up. <laughs> well, is it? A I think we office? did talk about. I don't. Uh, know if it's it's not a corner yeah, office. But you have but a window. I've got yeah. a window. Which is I have huge. a personal. I'm not going to get into it, but I, <laughs> look. I, well, look. I, I'll say this: I know that having an office with a window is a, a big step. I'm up jealous. In, yeah, in I mean, not now. Professionalism now, game in, in the COVID work from home age. It's it's more common because people work from home, right? You know, and you can set up your home office the way you want by a window. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But back in the in the olden days of tr- trucking into whatever uh, you know office building or whatever you work in, it was a it was a privilege. It was a high honor to have a window. Uh, yeah. And um, it's not a big window. It's not like a huge. It's not the whole wall is not a window, but it's, right. it's enough to let in some sunlight. Which at my old job, I mean, I was working in a closet basically and yeah. had no access to daylight. Right. And so, like, especially during those winter months when it gets dark at yeah. three in the afternoon or whatever, 
and you're just it's like, like you show up to work. I, I had that experience. Yeah. Also with a windowless office, and like you'd come into work and it's still dark. Yep. And you leave and, and it's, it's dark. dark again. Yeah. And That's you're depressing. Like, yeah. Right there. I miss the entire sun. You're setting yourself up for. And it's yeah. it's fine until you get to about February, and then you're like. I that's I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm losing yeah. my mind. Like yeah. I haven't seen the sun in four and a half months. Yeah. So anyway, job's going great. Home life's going great. Milo's getting bigger every single day. I know. Apparently, I've heard from a couple people now that the Milo segment is is what they listen for. So he's the cutest little boy ever. We've been taking him on lots of walks because now it's nice out. Uh, we've been taking him out on the swing set in the playground. He loves that. He's, he's almost just... walking himself now. Too. Yeah, I just know. About. Not he's, yet, though. He's growing so fast. Yeah, he's very Not close. walking, oh, just kind of yeah. maybe shimmying across tables and stuff. Yeah, well, he can hold himself up. He can stand on his feet. Still working on crawling, though. I mean, he rolls around, but he hasn't quite got uh, quite gotten crawling or, or standing. And yeah. He's working out the mechanics. Well, you so. can really honestly skip the whole crawling phase if you get if you're able if you if you're like That's Milo thing, and you're yeah. able to get right to the walking. He's gonna start jumping around. Skip everywhere. It. He's it's, gonna go straight from his belly to his feet. Yeah. It's gonna be like, like some breakdance move. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that's that's it, man. That's kind of our weekly update. And at this point, this is where we normally bring in our guests and, and sort of introduce them. But uh, this episode, I suppose, is a little special in that uh, today is our final episode of season one. Uh, so this is episode 16 of the Groove Life podcast. And we have, the three of us, have had a blast interviewing all of our friends and just getting to meet new people in the community and and doing sort of the interview section of this so we thought for today's episode we would kind of change things up and just have this be round table discussion with the three of us and and alex um our producer do you want to say hi alex so they don't think you're just lurking hi he's he's lurking anyway (laughs) Um, Hi guys. We've done one or two of these episodes over Zoom that we've posted as well, um, but uh, yeah, I think this is the the first that we're doing, except for the bonus one we have up. Oh, that's right. But yeah, you got yeah. oh, purchase your way to that. True, one. that's why, right. Why don't you tell everyone about how to get a hold of that? That's uh, actually a fantastic segue, Shane. <laughs> um, we do have. It was with the help of Mike. <laughs> we do have a bonus episode. Uh, and the way you can access that, along with all kinds of other bonus content from us and other uh, content creators is through the laspodcastnetwork.com. You can sign up for LAS Plus, and uh, that's where you can access some additional content from us as well as all kinds of other podcasts on this platform, uh, which is really rad because there's a lot of cool people. Yeah. Hey, Alex, how many, uh, how many like, bits of content are there out there in the LAS Plus domain? Uh, I don't have a number in front of me right now, but every show on the network has some sort of bonus content that's waiting for you on the network. Right on. So we've got the extra episodes from you guys, um, some of our shows like One Word Stories, my podcast, every single episode has a post show, so you get an exclusive like behind the scenes look at that. Oh, that's cool. Um, um, Gaming Through the Generations has a post show every single week, but uh, every episode. Man, so every... we've, been, we've been slacking with just the one then. <laughs> well, it's, it's a part of the format. No, you have not been slacking at yeah. all. You guys, it, I can't believe you've been able to fit this into your busy schedules with the busy lives you guys all yeah, have. Yeah, well, and that kind of brings us to the next point, too. And that, Man, like, these segues are <clears throat> amazing. Segway. Almost like we planned this. Oh, I know, right? Like each person is like continuing the story. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I just want I just want to I did want to tell a quick story because I want to go back about gosh, this would have been probably two years. Is it already been two years in the pandemic? Uh, about yeah, well, yeah a little over 21 yeah. we're actually yeah. in 22 now so so more more than two years ago 
Shane approached me and Jeej, I think. I guess at, no, at exactly. A, March of 2020. Similar time. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, hey, I have this great idea for this podcast I want to start. And he started telling me about the Groove Life podcast and asked me and, and Jeej to be a part of it. And it's one of those things we absolutely couldn't couldn't say no. And it wasn't like he was twisting our arm to say yes. It was... <laughs> That'd be it, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, just okay, give me one Shane. chance. <laughs> no, I, I honestly... Shane, you're, you're somebody I would honestly never say no to, uh, within reason anyway. I got to be careful being literal here. But... Um, <laughs> I would do but, anything for yeah. Shane. No, you know what, Shane? You're one of my closest uh, non-blood brothers uh, that, that I know. And so is Jeej, by the way. Love you, too. But, well, let's not get... Um, too but personal here. So, you know, <laughs> podcasting was never, it, was, it wasn't something I'd even really thought about doing at the time, even when he asked me about it. And, but he, he said he wanted me to be a part of it. And I thought, damn, I've got a lot going on in my life right now. We've, we're building a house, um, you know, working full time, going to as many shows as I can, you know. Traveling try, a shit trying, ton, yeah. Traveling a lot, trying to learn drums. And just like, I do not need another obligation right now. But it's just one of those things. It's like it was a, any opportunity to work with Shane, I guess, is... is is something you just really shouldn't ever say no to. I mean, it was just something, and this has been such a blast. Um, but, you know, as time goes on, and and now at the end of this uh, season, I think Gigi and I have, have both kind of realized, man, we've got so much going on in our lives right now. That And, and also, Shane, I think you have, we have all three grown, I think, throughout this podcast as far as, mm-hmm. um, I, I know for me, for sure, day one, I was clueless. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like I I still am, but I mean, maybe a little less. Um, and you know, I, I want to thank you for that opportunity too, by the way, Shane. Um, cause it has been an absolutely awesome experience, but I think at this point, um, at the end of season one, I think, I think Shane's ready to, to spread his wings on season two. And, um, I, I would ask all of our listeners to continue to support this podcast, uh, into the next season and seasons. And, uh, I think we're going to have Shane, um, doing a solo act from here on with the, with the Groove Life podcast, with the brand that, that he's uh, kind of created and uh, kind of thought of initially. Yeah. That's, I mean, you've summed up exactly what I was going to say too. I mean, it, I we've... didn't mean to steal your thunder. Wow. Damn it. Damn it, Mike. No, I, but for real, um, it, you know, we have, all three of us, I think, have, have really learned a lot from this and, and from Alex to helping us out and giving us this opportunity to, yeah, you know, speak what motivates us in this format and bring in all of our guests and stuff and get to hear some really awesome stories. And um, for me personally, it's kind of a similar thing. I mean, you know, when when you now that now that dad duty has sort of taken over and a new job for sure. and a new job. Yeah. I mean, you know, these these kind of changes are, are all wonderful things that I am positive are going to lead to good growth personally. But at the same time, those transitions can often you know, means some compromises here and there. So unfortunately it's kind of the same story with me where, you know, I want to keep doing this cause I'm having a blast, but <laughs> as much as I want to have all of these things on my plate, uh, you know, when you, when you've got Milo's priority numero uno, so right. it's, it's, he's got to kind of take the lead there. But, uh, no, I, I agree with everything Mike said. I think it's been a blast. And I think as far as Shane going forward, I mean, I think the integrity and the, the message of the podcast is going to stay the same. And if anything, this is going to open up uh, an opportunity for for you to uh, really get a, a much deeper dive into some of the guests and, and start, you know, hopefully bringing back some of the guests that we had in the first season here and then kind of cracking that open a little more. 
because as fun as this is, this format with all three of us going yeah. is can can sometimes lead to a little less content from the guest. Um, but you know, now that we now that you especially kind of have your sea legs in this in this, uh, I think sea legs. Going forward, I'm gonna miss all these different phrases I learned from you guys. I'll call yeah. in. I'll be a. Yeah. If you ever need any vocab, I'll I'll call in. Be a guest. Soliloquy. Yeah. Well, what's I interesting? I, I, am I cutting you off? Yes, no. I am. Uh, what's interesting on this whole thing is from day one, these guys told me, um, "Hey, we're game. We're busy as fuck, but we're game. We'll, we'll see what we can do." And so I honestly never expected them to be around forever. And honestly, my dream was to take the Groove Life someday. I don't know if it'd be the same exact name or whatever, but and and just kind of go off on my own. Um, not that I would ever ask them to leave, but I kind of knew that uh, you'd have to buy us out. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of knew that 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 was probably what's going to happen. And they just came alongside of me to help me just birth this thing, you know, to like you said, get sea legs. Yeah. I don't know what that means still, but... <laughs> well, when, you, uh, when you're on a ship, okay, when you're deployed on a ship. It has to do with water then. Yeah. And not like C-shaped legs. It, like, it, it like becomes difficult to find your balance out on the rough waters. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> so I just, I want to make sure everyone knows that this isn't something that like caught me off guard and I was like, oh, fuck, thanks a lot, guys. Um, it was no. honestly something that we, has been happening for a while and we just kind of knew it was going to happen and we thought, let's let's make this first season a time for you guys to get on with your busy lives. And honestly, it's not just me, not just also our mm, producer, uh, our producer, Alex is going to be a lot more hands-on, um, opening up a microphone for him. Hey, and, uh, we've yeah, hands been hands-on and mics on. Exactly. We've yeah. been talking a lot. We've been hanging a lot and we've been dreaming a lot. And so we're really excited. Uh, the groove life is going to go forward in full force. Uh, we've got guests already booked for the next month or so. And we're excited for some other bonus content. It's yeah. going to be great. But I do oh, yeah. want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I'm glad that this isn't just a podcast because we're going to be together regardless of this. Well, we're three, I would say, I would dare say, fairly close friends. Yeah. So I think we'll see some. We'll see each other again. Oh, definitely. Again. So, I mean, I'm not saying goodbye to these guys, but I am saying goodbye to these guys as being personalities and part of this core that makes the groove life. And I know that for a fact... There's listeners out there that are like, fuck, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Not because of any reason other than they just really love listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. So uh. hopefully you guys will stick with me. And um, I promise this. We will bring these guys back on occasion to co-host. We're going to have a lot of co-hosts from now on. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, and we'll have a time where we bring these guys back and we drink beer and I'd love to be back do this sometime. again. Cool. So that's enough. Uh, I can yeah. go on and on. Can I can I add a little bit to, to where this is going and where it's been? Yeah. I think, no, I you think may we're not. out of time. Okay. We're out of time, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I, it's fine. Well, the cool thing is- I don't care. I can always edit it later. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't take away my credit for editing these episodes. That's right. And, but do, do take away my credit from messing up on the edits from the episodes. Nah. Um, so yeah, dude, these past- We said this at the beginning- that it takes about three months to kind of figure out what you're doing. We're on episode 16, which since you guys were doing it bi-weekly, um, if we had been doing it, you know, weekly, 15, that's that's about three months worth of work. We've been doing this for about half a year now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you put in three months worth of episodes week to week to week. Sure. And 
we had no idea where this thing was going at the beginning, Mm-mm. right? And we had no idea that that all these things were going to be happening, that that all these amazing things. These are all incredible, life-changing, quote-unquote, yeah. problems right. to have. None of these are problems. Yeah. Um, we've always known that Shane, like you said, was eventually going to, to do a solo project. Mm-hmm. And this has just kind of been a blessing in disguise that it's just speeding us up to that process. But I think it's really special that we got 16 episodes of the three of you guys. This project yeah. right here is something that years and years and years down the line, we'll be able to go back and be like, holy shit, man, we made that together. And that was yep. really fucking cool. Yes. So Mike and Jeremy are not going anywhere permanently. Yes, they are going to be, for the, mo- for the most part, stepping down and taking a, a seat back. But your personalities and your ideas that started with the birth of this whole thing are still going to be intertwined with everything that's going forward. That's right. And yeah. also, like Shane said, you're coming back. You're going to be sure. back for episodes. For sure. We're definitely going to be checking in on you guys. We're going to find out more about Marlo in a few months here. Marlo. Or Marlo. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. That's, that's Logan's kid. Logan's baby. Alex? Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> oh All right. Well, let's consider that bridge burned. I maybe uh, yeah. no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Their names are so similar. They really are, actually. And oh, they're my gosh. Like so close in Their age, names too. are so similar, and they were born like on the same day or something. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close. Pretty much. It was, it's just a kind of a yeah. freaky situation. But we're going to find <laughs> and out And Logan more. and Jeremy look exactly alike, too. So. They right um they're tall and do they white with dark features <laughs> okay you know Fair. a little bit of facial tall dark and handsome is tall dark and handsome is what i meant that. to say okay i'm so sorry we got but there. you guys i've been so grateful to see you guys all grow you've all grown immensely in this past thing as jeremy said Jer- uh uh Shane has definitely gotten his sea legs and I think is feeling really confident in this thing going forward. And I don't know what it's going to be going for. Those are the meetings we're actually going to be having here in a little bit. So stay tuned. Find out what Shane's going to do next because I promise it's going to be fucking epic. I will say, no matter what, it's still going to go in the same direction as far as the the heart behind it, Yep. the meaning behind it, the guests. It's just going to get better because we're going to add new things. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So hang in there. Jeremy, take us to the next. All right. Well, that was a great bit of housekeeping and, and uh, a couple of paragraphs. Now that, that we got that out of the yeah. recited there, um, we do have a topic today. Uh, in lieu yeah. of a guest, uh, we decided to kind of bring our heads it's together and cutting come ties. up with a uh, yeah, cutting ties. <laughs> One of the worst breakups you've ever had in your life. Yeah, no, oh, I'm boy. kidding. Uh, no, actually, what we decided to do, since all three of us are musicians and have performed on stage in some capacity, I'm leaving you out of this, Alex. Although I think you have performed on stage. I'm not here. Maybe not in a uh, musical no. sense, right? But no, I have a band. He's in a band, dude. He's had a few bands. I'm the lead singer of a band, but don't worry Wait, about it. What's it's okay. Band? How did I not uh, know this? He wears a wig and spandex, so running he probably in, would. Running in place. I uh, started it with Lincoln Ginsburg and Jackson Bartleby, and now it's Jackson Bartleby and myself. Do you guys exclusively Josh play like Wagner? in places that I've never been to? Because I don't much. think I've ever seen you guys. I ran sound for yeah. them once. That's right at um, tailgaters. Tailgaters. Yep. Okay. Well, and and I got one of the best compliments of my life from you that day, Shane. And I think about it all the time. Oh gosh! Please indulge us. Was I drunk? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. What did I say? I don't want to say because it, it, it was like you were putting me above somebody else who's so good. Yeah. Maybe oh, we don't want to okay. drop names. Yeah. Who's yeah. so good? Let me just say, I'm you said out and you post. said this person who's like maybe the best in the state. Michael Jackson doesn't have anything on you, oh. and I was like, shut the hell up, dude. It was the coolest thing. He I said ever. me, didn't he? He, he said did. you're was, way better than Jeremy. <laughs> it wasn't you. No. It was you or Mike. Yeah, I, I was can't say or me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but, but remember when I told I you that, Mike? I said, remember you're way better than Alex or Jeremy. I do remember you saying that. You are. 
But yeah, this isn't about me. Don't worry about it. I'm leaving now. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the topic to get back on track is we're going to do a top three. <laughs> top I love three you, Alex. of our favorite musical performances that we've been a part of. Yeah. Uh, so this is anytime we played on stage, anytime we perform music in in really any capacity. I think I'd like to open it up to that. Not necessarily like a bar gig. Yeah. You know, but like anytime you've gotten to perform music and it's meant something to you. And I'm gonna start. I think the format we're gonna do this that that's gonna hopefully save us the most amount of time is we're each gonna do our our number three and number two, and then we're gonna break for our song of the week. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the number one. Hopefully we'll have a little time to kind of dive into that one a little more. So that being said, Mike, what is your third Hi. favorite performance that you've oh, ever done? Oh, geez. Okay, so I have three performances in mind. I'm honestly still, my brain is racing trying to pick which one I want to talk about first. Shane, <laughs> what is your number three? I still don't have any chosen. Yeah. So glad you guys. I'm just well, kidding. so here, here's here's my here's my personal issue with this theme among the three of us is that you two have so many more shows under your but belt. But you two's than I been do. a band for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you handed and, that. And that was and good. really and really, my, I I put with one. Uh, kind of uh, standout moment that I will discuss here shortly uh, aside um, I really put down my aspirations of playing live uh, literally decades ago I mean 12-15 years ago so it's it's kind of I'm looking back on things with much greater distance than I think you guys um, probably are with with your uh, shows although Shane of course you've been around for you know 20 more millennia, years that so, just means yeah. you can look back right. on them with more of a nostalgic eye yeah so I think I you know infinite. what that I'm gonna start then uh, with a performance that was uh, again I'm not I'm not judging these as the three biggest performances I've ever done or the three biggest crowds or anything but what meant the most to me yes um, one that meant just a, a lot to me at the time was actually uh, senior year of high school we formed a band. Um, I don't even know if we had a name. I don't think we did. Um, we did like a Guns N' Roses cover thing. Oh, yeah. And we played two uh, songs, um, Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Jungle. We had two different singers uh, between the two songs. And um, we kind of tried to like promote it throughout the high school leading up to this. Like It was like a talent show, whatever. And we opened the whole, we kicked the whole thing off. And like we were trying to promote it, like Guns N' Roses is making a special appearance at the thing or whatever, <laughs> and just being all this crazy. Did you wear a top shit. hat? No, I. But I, I. No, I didn't. I had my a kilt. No, I, I dressed. <laughs> I dressed whatever normal nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine Mikey J dressed like. So Jinko jeans and. I've got it on VHS shirt. somewhere. Maybe I can take a still frame off of that somewhere and and uh, and post it up. But uh, on some throwback Thursday in the future, here yeah. we'll do that. But we, we formed this band. I'll try and keep it brief here because we, I know we, we don't want to take too much time. But um, particularly during uh, uh, Sweet Child of Mine, there was a moment during the just like the performance, playing the solo. I'd worked super hard on learning that solo for that song. And I was playing my new new to me, uh, Jackson Kelly, KE3. It has like this blue sunburst sort of thing. It's like this crazy looking guitar. Hell yeah. Kind of like an explorer almost. And it was like the first like gig I'd ever actually played live. And like the crowd went nuts and it was just, you know, it was just a fun high school thing. And it was yeah. like, it was that first adrenaline rush that I'd ever really experienced of playing. I'd played live, you know, at school or whatever before, but like this was something where there was like a crowd and it was cool. And it was, I just, I ate it up and it was like, 
I got to do more of this. That's where it starts, man. So that was one of that was one of my three. Gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Shane? You know what's funny is as you're sharing your story, I'm like, nope, don't want to do that one now. Because <laughs> I did it, two Guns N' Roses songs in high school. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Jeez, that would be a No, but it did make me rethink. Was Guns N' Roses shit. a band when you were in high school? Oh, Actually, that's that... a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? What's funny, though, is Guns N' Roses, uh, Welcome to the Jungle came out just like right when I graduated. So, yes, pretty close to it. There okay, right on. Um, Mike. <laughs> yes, yeah, so shut the hell up, Mike. <laughs> You guys oh, aren't even. Gonna be you you guys up. shouldn't even be talking the about gloves are roses. off this episode. What is a record even? <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, man, it's hard to really grab a performance. I, I've been doing this longer than you guys, but still, at the same time, do you grab the biggest ones with the biggest crowds? Do you grab when you open for this one band, or do you get the more sentimental ones? Which I feel like the one you shared was a, a little bit sentimental because yeah. even though it was. Still, you know, abandoned and everything. It was like what kind of gave you that drive to want to play music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that popped into my mind. I'm not going to use that one, though. It's kind of like when we did our top five records. <laughs> we all had like 10 in our mind. A teaser. So I'm going to go ahead and go with this one. So um, the first real band I was in was a band called Great Mercy. And I know that uh, at least my drummer listens to this podcast all the time. So I'll give a big shout out to... Mike Lane, Mikey Lane was was my drummer. He was awesome, and he's still playing live to this day. But um, we wanted to be the biggest hair metal band that there was. We were listening to people like Warrant and Skid Row and fucking Striper, of course, Hell you yeah. know, and all these different bands. And uh, I, the biggest thing was to get as much hairspray in my hair and get it as tall as I could. And this was so, pre dreads. Oh yeah, dude, your '80s hair. Honestly, it was fabulous. Well, you're probably thinking more. Or I've, you've seen the I've one seen with the, picture, the with yeah. the goofy hair. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Okay. With Bonnie, I, I think I, there's a picture you and Bonnie have together where you have very like kind of very long but just straight poofy oh. hair. Uh, I don't know. I I know I know that uh, I've posted one. It doesn't really matter. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I, I've had different phases of hair. Maybe we could post those on our page. We, we always say we're going to post stuff on our page. I don't. I've never posted anything on our page. Anyway, um, it's bonus content. Yeah, that's right. So, it was my first band. I had this this jacket I wore, and it said Mr. Striper on it. It had tassels and all this shit. Oh, nice. And uh, our whole band like practiced for just oh man months preparing for this show at the at the I was at the Idaho Falls. Shit. I want to say Civic Auditorium. That's what it was called. And it probably sat like a thousand people. And we were opening for this Christian rock band called Mylon and Broken Heart. He used to be with the Atlantic Rhythm Sec Atlantic Rhythm Section back in the day. So he's a stud from way back. And they had this huge ass light show and everything. And so we were so excited to do this. And um we even brought in hairdressers to do our hair in, oh in the dressing room. We we took pictures of all the shit. We were like, this is backstage. This is everything. We had backstage passes that nice. we made. Yeah. And uh, we got on the stage and we opened for just a natural a national touring act called Mylon Broken Heart. And I just remember being so nervous, but feeling like I was on top of the world. And so that's kind of yeah. where I think 
I mean, I had played some stuff before that, but that's when it really came to my mind that I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Yeah. So that's my number awesome. one. Love it. That's your number one? No, my, my first one. <laughs> oh, okay. I got That's you. my number I, three. I, I that's his yeah. number one, which is you. his number three. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Keep what? up, keep up. Jeez. So <laughs> my number three, or number one, depending on how we're counting, uh, is <laughs> the, band, the band that I was playing in back uh, right after I graduated high school called Hell for Stout. I may have mentioned before. I've heard of them. Uh, yeah. Played with uh, my good friend Dan Russell, who I went to school with. He was the drummer. And uh, Gabe and Joe Brown, who coincidentally lived just down the street from us. And we never knew until we graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. And then started jamming with them. And it's like, how crazy is this? And uh, starting around like 2011, 2012, we played around Cedar Rapids and the surrounding area a lot and did a lot of bar, mostly cover gigs. We did a lot of classic rock and stuff. And we started writing our own songs around 2012, and eventually we got enough to uh, record a CD, an album, and we recorded it at Kevin Reif's studio uh, over in Marion, which is a really nice studio that he just had built into his house. And so we spent like a whole summer recording that, and then we decided to host a big um, CD release party. So we booked, it was Third Street Live, which is now the Olympic Theater, owned by Steve Shriver. Uh, and we made this huge deal. We got a whole bunch of CDs printed and everything. And, um, you know, it was, it was this giant thing and it, we packed that place, man. That's the most full I had ever gotten to see. I think I was there. And it, I mean, that was probably the closest that I've ever gotten to like a a legit big concert feeling with my own music, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, there was a moment where we actually got to do a real encore in that show, which... You know, in Fresh Fighters, sometimes we'll do an encore, but it'll be like four drunk people are like, play another song. This was like everyone was <laughs> and like... And we're playing scraps by yeah. then. <laughs> like we, we had played our last song and walked off the stage feeling all triumphant, and then they were like, well, give us more! And we're like, okay, I guess we're going to actually really for real do an encore. And it was awesome. And I have video of it somewhere, but um, that, that was a very monumental thing for us because I especially kind of took a... A front seat role in producing like the album and like doing all the studio stuff and so i had a lot of pride in that in that project yeah, so absolutely yeah that was my number three awesome and i think we're we're stretching this so we're yeah. gonna quickly do our number two and then we're gonna get onto our song of the week <laughs> what do you have for us mike oh geez what was my number two? Oh, now i remember um so my f- number one was way back kind of very my first kind of performance so I, it's only fitting that my second here is my very last performance, which involves the two of you sitting across from me. <gasps> what? That's right. So, <clears throat> uh, I have been on a hiatus from playing live since I think about 2010 or so, and I put the guitar down probably in 2015-ish or so, something like that. And it wasn't a hard put down. I, I still keep them hanging on my wall, and I still pick them up every now and again. But I really don't play very much anymore. I'm trying to learn drums. I'm not very good at it. I'm still, I think, a much better guitar player. Not that I'm anything that special, but I think I've, you know, been playing guitar most of my life. So um, it was just something, it was time for to, to move on to something new. And so I kind of let the guitar slide a little bit. And last, uh, about almost about a year ago, a little, a little less than a year ago. It was last November. No, no, no. It was last May. No, it was, yeah, I was going to say yeah. it was in the spring, I think. Or April. Um, yeah. And uh, you guys reached out to me uh, from the Fresh Fighters and... Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jake, your other guitar player, had fallen ill with COVID, and you mm-hmm. guys had a show booked at Woolies in Des Moines, which is a great venue. I've mm-hmm. played at before in other bands. 
and um you know hadn't been back there in in however long but um you know it's a it's a great gig and especially for you guys kind of spreading your wings from cedar rapids to get out there right um didn't want to cancel right so it's like this gig is about not quite two weeks away if i remember right it was maybe (laughs) 10 i don't know it was over a week but it wasn't two weeks somewhere yeah And, uh, hey, you want to learn 24 Foo Fighters songs on guitar and come on out and jam with us? So, <clears throat> And boy, howdy, did you. <laughs> it and... was one of the coolest. Uh, honestly, what was funny to me was that it was the I had the least amount of butterflies bef- like just before getting on stage. I just felt like I was it, just sharing the moment with people that I absolutely loved. And I knew had my back, regardless of how good or bad I did. Yeah. Because we had gone through the practices. I had done everything I could to learn as much as I could in that time. I know I didn't learn everything perfectly. I didn't play a perfect show. But I think I did pretty well, given the circumstances. And I had a fucking blast playing with you guys. And I still look back on that just as the most recent sort of memory. I think the crowd really dug it. Mm. I mean, it helped a lot. Of course, your mom and sister were standing, like, right in front of me. And they were just going berserk. So, like, (laughs) that just kind of, you know translated to the and, and my wife too of course but like yeah. you know i expect that from her and my but. mother-in-law was out there quite drunk and just was she crazy. i don't did i meet her she wasn't drunk but she was there i don't mm-hmm. think i met her did i meet her i don't know that's awesome either way that was the, a fun it show. was it was a pretty packed show i don't was it sold out i think it was sold out it was, uh, i don't know if there it was, was sold like, out but it was there it was wasn't a lot pork of people sold there. out yeah it was yeah. A, it was a soft sellout <laughs> I, well because I, I think they said like the day before they only had like 20 or 30 tickets left yeah. or something let's yeah. say it so, was yeah it was close sure. sounds I, good I, I to me <laughs> it was it was packed i don't know yeah I, I wasn't i guess up on the business end of it but yeah i mean um it was a, definitely a full room it felt like it and uh I love just I love the way my rig sounds in a in a live setting. I hadn't had a chance to hear that in like ten years. Oh yeah, you know I had had a moment with that, just kind of listening to the strings resonating, just kind of you know filling the room. I love that sound. I love doing that. I love when people react to that. That was a moment of of, um, of bliss for me, and I thank you guys yet again uh, for giving me that opportunity. So that was You're my the only two. one we could have picked. Well, That's very true, you. actually. <laughs> Seriously. You killed it. That was awesome. Thank Shane, you. what do you got for number two? Um, for me, uh, everyone knows, I would say that knows me, that I'm a huge King's X fan. Mm. And so when I moved to Iowa with my band All But Screaming, um, I had been listening to like Dustrophy and different local acts trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to come into Cedar Rapids and completely take over? That's yeah. Seriously, I had pictures right. in my oh, mind. Yeah. I had pictures in my mind of like billboards. Welcome all the way from Montana. You know, it's like, I couldn't afford that. But anyway, (laughs) I remember going to Third Street Live and meeting with who was running all the music there at the time, Rocky Witcher. Mm. And I brought him a t-shirt from the band. I brought him a promo pack. And I just was like, just spreading it out saying, dude, this is who we are. We just moved here. Um, We're fucking amazing. Of course, we were a Christian band at the time, so I didn't say fucking. Um, But... So we're amazing, praise Jesus, and uh, <laughs> and and we want to play here, and we want to, you know, as anytime you can. And so after talking for a while, he said, well, we do have a band coming in in two or three months called King's X. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. So I said, well, we would love to be part of that gig. And so he gave it to us. And so I got to play with King's X, was my dream, and uh, seriously – probably the biggest band I've ever wanted to play for is King's X. So, um, but to add 
to the frosting on the cake or to add frosting to the cake, mm. um, I showed up early and got to listen just sitting there in the room listening to to uh, Doug Pennick get his tone from his just like stack of amps and stuff that he had yeah. before he had a pedal of his own. Sure. So he was like dialing in all this shit. And he I has just a sat very there. incredible tone. Yeah, too. he yeah. does. And I remember just sitting there just dying. And then we played our show. And afterwards, someone came up to me and said, hey, by the way, Doug was up at the balcony and he watched your whole set and just loved you guys. Wow. And so awesome. right there. That's huge. That's all I had to do. I, I haven't played music since. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the end. That was my number two. Yeah, man. Awesome. awesome. I love that. So for my number two, uh, and then I think after I do my number two, maybe we'll take a quick break. And I then love it. in the second half, we'll just hit song of the week real quick and then maybe do Sounds our number great. ones. Um, number two, uh, I'm going to rewind us back to the year 2020. Shit. And so, the month so long ago. of March. And I don't know if you guys happen to remember what happened in March of 2020, yeah. but something terrible happened. And it was probably the third week of March, and we were supposed to play at Tailgaters right here in Cedar Rapids, right on Center Point Road. Oof. Just a normal, our normal haunt that we play at often. And it was going to be a regular-ass show. <laughs> and... Uh, and then COVID hit all of a sudden, and we were getting news trickling in, you know, day by day, and it was like starting to look like this was real. This wasn't like just some crazy thing that was happening in China that is not going to affect us. And we started getting more and more worried, like, oh shoot, we're gonna have to cancel our gig, not knowing that this was gonna be a two-year-long ordeal. Right. So finally, about a week or two before the gig, uh, it was things were shutting down left and right, and it was like, this is serious. You know, you guys are in deep trouble, and so we're like man, this is not looking good. So we had the idea very, very late in the game, okay, what if we set up a camera in our practice space and just play a live show, do a Facebook Live, because everyone's going to be stuck in their house anyway. We're going to do a Facebook Live show, and it'll be a blast. And this idea started rolling, and, and as we're coming up with ideas for this, more and more things are getting scarier, and everyone is just sort of in this panic. And it, it ended up, what we were able to do was we went to Tailgaters alone. It was, the bar was closed. Uh, the governor had issued everything was going to be shut down. You know, you could have no more than 10 people in a room. So we set up all of our gear like we would to play a show at Tailgaters. And then we set up a camera and we set up uh, our computer. I remember this. And we did a live stream. And this, you know, a couple days before this, we made a, a Facebook post about it and just said, Hey everyone, it sucks that shows are getting canceled, but we're going to do a live stream. We're, we're going to keep the music going. And somehow that post just exploded. And we posted it in a couple of Foo Fighters groups because it was Fresh Fighters. And people all around the world saw this post. And so we didn't know what was going to happen, obviously. So we turned the cameras on, started streaming, and we had, do we have 400 people watching at one point? I mean, at one point, maybe, but it was hundreds, constant. Hundreds it was constant. of people. Yeah. We played for three and a half hours on that stage, and it was just us, alone in this bar, playing our music, And but we had a little tablet on screen so we could read the chat. And, you know, at some point I said into the mic, I was like, hey, tell us where you're watching from. And Australia, Scotland, uh, you know, Finland, uh, everywhere. That's amazing. Uh, all around the world, yeah. people were watching this. What was that fun? Was it like... 20,000 or something at the end, like when everything was said and done? After, yeah, it at was the end, thousands. it was like 20,000 people had watched this stream, had at least tuned into it for a little bit. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it was very unorthodox because it's probably the biggest crowd I've ever played to, but not in one room, you know? Yeah. So it's, it and was, you saw none of them in person, which is like, for me at least, like, 
the biggest part of it, right? Or at least like the biggest feedback part, where you get to play and see these people react to you playing. Yeah, it was it was wild, and it was it was really the thing for me, and I think I could speak for everybody else in the band. It was the thing that really kind of pushed me through that initial yeah that initial shutdown period where everyone's like, I don't know what's going to go on, but after we did that, I was like, it's it's going to work out. Yeah, like it's going to come back one way or another, and if it doesn't, w- at least we have this. Well, it's know? interesting also that. We did a couple more after that. Right. But that one was the only one that did that. It was right at the beginning. Yeah. And then so anything after that, people tried to do, and it was, they had some some success, but we actually had like, we were the first ones there. Yeah. So we got like just, yeah. it was, caught the wave. And don't watch it on our site because I was quite drunk and said a lot of stupid things. <laughs> yeah, it was a great well, night. Well, I, I, that made me think of the, the next one that you did, which uh, involved you eating a uh, Carolina Reaper live on. We actually shared that it was driver. Episode. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't talk about that night. No, All right, Mike. <laughs> well, anyway, then I guess we can just go to commercial break. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and and finish this off. Uh, so stick around. Oh, hey there, bud. I'm Craig Johnson, the host of Creating Crap with Craig, the new biweekly podcast here on the LAS Podcast Network. Every episode, I'll be talking with a new creative person from painters to musicians, designers to writers, in an interview-style format with hard-hitting, burning questions such as, how are you? Do you have any pets? And also, why? So join me as I bully all of my friends and family into coming on my show so I finally have someone to talk to. Creating Crap with Craig will release every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And if you want to help support our endeavors, subscribe to LAS+. Plus. For information, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. Creating Crap with Craig, where we love both alliteration and creation. LAS. Triumph, inspiration, tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guests and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash onewordstories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Song of the week. 
we're back. Welcome. Uh, this is our segment called the Groove Life Song of the Week, and we're going to run through these. And it's a big week. End of season one. Some tra- changes are happening, transitions. Is this the last Groove Life Song of the Week? Probably not. No way. Definitely not. It might be different. Uh, so I'd like to get things started off here. This is a song by a band called Soundgarden, but it's not necessarily the type of Soundgarden you would expect to hear. This is off their album 2013 called King Animal, and the song is called Halfway There. Do it. I woke up with my feet nailed down and my head moving the speed of sound. Had a dream I was caught in a maze and I couldn't find my way back out. Some were born to move mountains around and some to ride away in jail. I get an itch and when I am scratching, everything can go to hell. And I'm far as halfway there. I didn't see you on the trail. Now you almost become good enough. Should a good life be so hard? One is that what our dreams have become? Yeah. Love that song. Shit, I've never heard that one before. I feel, yeah, it flew under the radar because it is a lighter acoustic song, and I think it highlights Chris Cornell's songwriting abilities um, outside of the normal rock grunge style. Uh, I've always loved him as a lyricist, and I thought the lyrics in that chorus specifically really have always spoken to me. Uh, He says something about, um, did almost become good enough and should a good life be so hard won and I just love that and it's it's a really interesting message this is coming back up around here oh. yeah very very interesting interesting lyrical choices and stuff and I think uh Kind of speaks to where we're at with the with the podcast and the transition as well. You know, I think this is a this is a change for us, and uh, but I think it's going to be really good for you moving forward. So that's Wonderful. my song of the week. That's what I've been grooving on, dude. His voice is so insanely oh, good. He rules. Chris Cornell, I, he was lost way too soon, of course. Absolutely, yeah. but I mean, he could sing anything. I heard him singing. Um, what was it Whitney Houston? But he sang uh, Harley. Yeah. What, what song am I thinking? And uh, yeah. Just nailed it, Lunch and just meat. unbelievable. I mean, different take. It's not that the original isn't great, obviously, but I mean, Chris can just could sing yeah. any everything, and I, it could. was I was so sad to hear him uh, to see him gone. What's your song? I'm like? glad to hear of a song I haven't heard of because now I can. Oh, add that check to my that one list. out yeah. for yeah. sure. It's fantastic. Which album was that again? King Animal. It's their last album. Oh yeah. Okay, I know it's yeah. Has the cool schools and like desert kind of scene on the front. Yes. Tony Woodview. <laughs> Tony Woodview. Who song. is that? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I, I I had to go round and round to think about what I wanted to play for the last my last chance to to pick a song of the week for the foreseeable future. And I realized that there although I circled around Seven Dust, I didn't really play enough Seven Dust on this uh particular show. So there's I think I did it one other time earlier on in the in the season. So I'm gonna play my favorite song of theirs, or at least off of the anima of the animosity record which is what they are currently celebrating their 20th slash 21st because of the pandemic uh, year anniversary tour, playing the album in its entirety. 
Nice. Um, and you got to see that. Well, not yet. They're, oh, no? they're, okay. they're coming through. I'm actually flying to Chicago tomorrow. Of course you are. To go catch them uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. at, at their at their gig there. That's the so House cool. Blues. Sweet. And then we're going to Nashville uh, this weekend to catch them again. So uh, here is track seven? Seven off of their uh, animosity album called Shine. This song, among many others, I, I, you know, obviously I've made it, I've made no uh, ambiguity about loving this band and every, just about every song they've written, but this one, I don't know, it just ha- it holds a special place in my heart for the groove, um, I think is a really just kind of unique, bouncy, there's just like that signature bounce, I've, I've watched, it's one of the songs that really made me want to learn to play drums, I've seen a lot of drum covers of, of this song on YouTube, I, I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone because I can't play it right myself either but nobody can play it right. And it's just one of those songs that's just not even necessarily that hard, but there's a certain feel to it, and there's a certain bounce. Gotta find the groove. Yep, and um, you know, the words, you know, I think this was written um, from the perspective of Lejean's uh, brother, who unfortunately lost his life uh, in Nashville, was was shot and killed. Um, Was just kind of, I think, from his perspective, sort of, it was hard for him to, to get on the right path to shine and um wow that makes a whole lot of sense now yeah and uh it's, it was just a really really touching song a really cool um groove the guitars you know play such a different role than i think traditional uh, metal music does um one of the main reasons i love that band i'm looking forward to seeing this song performed live tomorrow night nice i so. feel like the their kick drum and their with connection connection with the bass yeah and the staccato and the empty space that they deliver yes. is their is their thing. Yep. And other than really... the vocals being soulful and the harmonies, I, but that doon <laughs> doon, you know that. Yep. It's very right foot forward is kind of how I describe it. And there's all this empty space, these empty hi hat hits where there's yeah. just a hi hat on the groove, and it just it feels so big and it kind of gives that it gives that bounce. Everybody in the room instantly your heads bobbing the same exact way. And it's yeah, just, if a new song it. comes on the radio, you know right away it's them. Yeah, I mean it's, yep. it's very true. Good yeah. song. Good pick. Uh, by the way, my favorite album too. Even though I don't have as much background as you do with them, that's where I fell in love with them was on the Animosity. Yeah, album, so. absolutely. I think it's my favorite album too. I, uh, there's a couple others, but that are yeah. Close. Song three. Song Sock, three. Sock it to me. All right. Well. um, we we have talked about Ghost many times. This is one of those bands that you either love or hate. But I will say um, I have listened to a lot of Ghost over the last five or six years. This album could be an album of the year for me. Whoa. Um, 
it's it's different than the other albums. They all have selections of that are like hits and very different and everything. But this album kind of has this theme and and the way the music is and the way that the the songwriting is, it seems to just flow through from the beginning to the end of the album. So nice. if you have not heard this album, I suggest it. This would be my top song on the album, but there's lots of stuff that is reminiscent of like early 80s shit that's just amazing like Van Halen, Bon Jovi, like Runaway, like just they just really went all out to have that 80s vibe that, you know, Tobias does all the time. But I feel like this this song is my favorite as far as groove goes. Yeah. That's sick. They have probably 50 Roto-Toms in that song. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's very 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, full album, full of harmonies, full of groove. Uh, huge ass hooks on the whole album. Very satanic. Very awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> always. It, yeah, that's of always course. Good, that's that's his trait. That's his shtick for sure. But, yeah. 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 Great album. Loving that, Check it man. Out. Love you know, Ghost. You know, Seven Dust and Ghost have a slight connection uh, that they were up for the same Grammy nomination uh, a few That's years That's why back. you've never really forgiven yeah, them. I know. Yeah. They snubbed Seven. They, they <laughs> took the Grammy and Seven Dust was up for it. So I will say, though, that the empty spaces between the the snare and stuff that you were talking about, not that they oh. sound anything like Seven Dust, right. but that that just empty space is very much I, dude I, I love listening to that empty space in the yeah. groove and that's just mm-hmm. in any song any band but just yeah there's there's so much that can be said by doing nothing in certain par- in certain parts of songs but, very true yeah no great pick how about you Jeremy well I just did mine which was the Soundgarden song I know, but how about you tell us what, what you thought about Ghost? Oh, I thought we were moving on. Sorry. <laughs> no, we no, we are. I was just trying to make no, it I look just, like I didn't make a mistake. Sure, yes, no, we've all played. The thing I'll say about Ghost is that when I first heard them, it was really interesting because they had a very early 70s sound, like early Black Sabbath kind of thing, very retro. Yeah. yeah. And now it seems as they're progressing, they're getting into more of the 80s. Like Which is Ozzy. more in my vibe. Right. So, badass. Anyway, we got to finish up our segment here. We're talking about the yeah. top three musical performances that we've ever been a part of as yes. musicians. Uh, and I think we're back to Mike. Oh, boy. So this is your top of alt. No pressure. No pressure. This yeah. is your top performance that you've ever been a part yeah. of. Yeah, and I'll try, I'll try and ever. be brief, too. But um, So I, I think the, the I don't know, biggest band I, I was, was ever a part of uh, was a band called East 18 that had some some kind of popularity uh, back in the mid to late 2000s. 
Um, I had this amazing opportunity to join up with them right after they'd recorded and released their first album. Yep. Um, I didn't write any of the music on it. I felt kind of like a hack at first, just because of the time. I mean, it wasn't um, it wasn't me playing on the CD, but we were sort of promoting that CD. Mm-hmm. Um, had an opportunity to open for a number of you know nationals and um, everything else. And I was sitting here listening to your guys' stories, and you guys have both mentioned shows at Third Street Live, and I have to bring that up too because that was my number one. There you go. Um, working with Rocky, you mentioned him earlier, Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened for Hurt. Uh, the band Hurt, yep. at, in I think it was 2000, and it might have been early 2008, uh, or maybe late 2007, somewhere in that time frame. And it was just, for whatever reason, one of the coolest crowds I think we'd ever played to. And the reason was, we'd played at Third Street Live before, and, you know, we had our kind of core fans, you know, we were we were an Iowa City band, and we had dozens of, of fans from that area that were either friends of ours or that we knew or just that liked us and followed us around in the local area. But they would, you know, when we had a show at Third Street Live, they'd come out to come see us. And I remember distinctly a close friend of ours uh, texting us the day of the show and saying, hey, can you get me in? It's like, dude, we actually can't. It's sold out. And (laughs) there's like, so we had like, all of our fans were like literally in the parking lot outside, unable to come into the show. And there's all these people in Third Street Live, like waiting for Hurt to come on. And we're like, oh shit! Like we're not, we don't have our like your crowd, our crowd yeah. here. We have to like win these people over. And we played for whatever reason, just the stars aligned. We played this awesome show, and the crowd was just lit up. And uh, I remember distinctly at one point, our singer was asking the crowd, like, "Cause you know, I always kind of do that as an opening band, like, who's ready to hear Hurt? Yeah, yep. or whatever, you know, coming up next." And he's like, "What band is coming up next?" And the crowd just like chants back, "Hurt." He's like, I didn't hear you say it again. I remember distinctly, like, putting my hand in my ear, like, for, for theatrics, you know, for the crowd. And the crowd just, like, belted back at us. And, like, one, like, hit, like, hit me in the chest. Like, hurt! <laughs> and it was just, like, the coolest, like, flashbulb memory for me, just hearing this, like, crowd that we didn't really know. Yeah. That we had totally sold on on our music towards the end of our set. And was just, like, going nuts and, like... It was just the coolest moment, and I will always remember that as one of my favorite, or as my as my favorite to this day. Uh, and you did your duty; you you got them pumped up for the next band. Yeah, absolutely. It was <clears throat> it was great. We just had a and after the show, meeting every all the fans and stuff, and signing stuff and whatever, just feeling like a rock star for like two hours. Oh you yeah, know? sure. And we weren't, you know, we were just a local band that was kind of on local our, rock star. Yeah, well, you know, we were making our way up, and we never really quite, you know, made it as far as we wanted to, let's say, but. Mm. Um, that night we got to feel like rock stars. That was really cool. That's awesome. Love it. Shane, what do you got? What's your all-time favorite? Dude, that makes me happy. That's like I think what we all have had in our lives, that strive just to be a rock star for even a moment. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, honestly, that's what drives me to each show. You know, we're playing Woolies this week coming up, and I want to feel like a rock star for five minutes, you know? I just <laughs> yeah. want to enjoy right. it. So anyway, um, for me, uh, I'll try to make this really brief, but um, played a lot of shows um, there's something to be said about when you're on a stage playing with family. Mm. And so uh, I played a show last year around June um, with All But Screaming, which is the band that I would say was the, it was my it was my big band, you know. I've been in a lot, fucked in a bands, but that was my band that I feel like originally 
playing original music was my was my shot, you know, kind of like East 18 or Hell for Style. It's like the, that was my shot, you yeah. know. And we also was was with my brother and one of my and a couple of my best friends. So I was playing with people I love, and uh, well, we did a reunion show last June, and uh, quite a while back when we did our last reunion show, we didn't have a drummer, and so my son Seth said he would play with us and he's a accomplished drummer he played with us so this time we asked him again if he'd play with us so i got to share the stage with with seth and my brother to add to that um opening the show my son uh jordan or pseudo um opened the show and me and my younger brother got to back him up so here i start the whole night with me and my younger brother and my youngest son we got to play for however many people and then we get up there and I'm playing with my brother and I'm playing like the best music I've ever played in my life along with my son behind me on drums and I remember every once in a while just kind of looking back and just like getting chills down my spine <laughs> yeah. you know so for me there will never be another one of those shows that I could open for you know Led Zeppelin tomorrow and it would still be amazing but playing with your family and experiencing family to me is the number one groove life experience you can have so um that's not even putting your guys' situations down but for me personally playing with my family has been the biggest thing i've ever done so that's yeah. my number one that's i i didn't know about that specific story but i knew it had to be a family thing because dude with you and it's one of the things i think i admire most about you is that you have such a tight-knit family to, to be envied really to for, for anybody looking from the outside looking in is like you guys have such a diverse and crazy amount of talent hmm. within that family, the Lunsford dynasty, if you will. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that, you know, yeah, you guys can conquer the world if you want to. Like, honestly, like it's just kind of one of those things, like when you guys get together, there's just magic that happens. And y you felt it from the inside, and hmm. I'm sure whoever was there saw it from the outside. Oh. I was there. It was badass. It was very Thank cool. You. Thank and you. that that feeling that you're describing was translated absolutely to the audience. Wow. I mean, you Thank could you. definitely tell. And you guys were having a blast. Because it was a reunion show for all that's It was. It was. And and yeah. Pseudo was awesome. I mean, he talk about a guy coming from L.A., which is a completely foreign alien culture to totally. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> to say the least. Jordan shows up in a skirt. Yeah. Which is like the hip thing that a lot of the like rap guys are doing yeah. now. And, you know, I mean, as a bystander, I'm That's like... That's not a thing here in Cedar Rapids. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, I didn't know what to expect at CRL. <laughs> I, it was at CRL, and I was like, yeah. God, I hope these people get it. You know, I hope they understand. And he was just so cool up there. You know, I mean, Jordan is just so cool. He and had he's like, tons uh, of friends, and Elizabeth, right. and all these people were right up front. But and... he's he's so self-aware about it, too. I mean, he's not trying to be like, I'm the guy from L.A., you know. Yeah. He's, he was very cool and, like... Made made the show, made everyone here a part of the show, even yeah. though, yeah. and that that really elevated him in my mind a lot too. So awesome! That's a great segue though to my number one performance. And you guys know I had to do this to you. You know I had to do a cop out. This is gonna be a cop out. Oh cop god, out. yeah. This I'm is my number. This. this is my number one. Performance. I don't know what you're gonna say. I don't have any. This idea is my either. number one number one performance <laughs> I have ever had playing music ever is the night. After my son was born. Yeah. Oh, geez. Very cool. 
in the hospital. Yeah, because you know what? I can hear it right now already. You can say we can stop. We can end the episode. I know yeah. that. I, know I think it is. I may have even talked about it on on the podcast. Before. You did, but this briefly. Is awesome. No, 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 no ahead. let's do it. Say it one more time. Bring it. So Chelsea was very, very pregnant, and we were getting everything packed up for the trip to the hospital. And uh, she, I mentioned something. I was like, ah, I might, I might bring my acoustic guitar in and just have some music. And she's like you're not playing guitar while I'm in labor. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. But I want to play a song for, for my little guy. And the night after he was born, he's sitting in his little box. They have that little rolling cart thing that they set him in, and he's all swaddled up, and he's just the happiest little dude. And I pulled the guitar out, and I was trying to think of like what the first song I wanted to play. So I played Everlong for him, which typically is... is and, Dave Grohl has gone on record as saying it was a song that he wrote during a very uh, tumultuous time in his life. He was going through a divorce. He was going through a lot of like very difficult things, and it was about an adult relationship that he had. Um, but you know the the words to that song. I mean, even just the f- the first phrase. You know, hello, yeah. I've waited here for you. That's, wow, it's perfect. And, and yeah. like, Jeez, getting amazing. to sit down just inches from him, and that was the first. That was the first music that he got to hear was me playing for him was, you know, that that was, I mean, special for me on a deeper level than I think any any, you know, onstage performance may ever be. And it goes to what you're saying, that that those experiences that you have with your family just transcend any size of crowd that you ever play to or like any impact that your show ever has. Again, Mike, this is not to downplay any of your yeah, performances. No, no. I've just—I'm an only child, so I have no. Uh, sure. And I don't have kids. So, yeah. You know, I have a wife who I love dearly, but you know, sure. we, we have our own vibe. That yeah, well, they make their own music. Yeah. That's right. yeah it was—it was just a, a fantastic moment, and luckily Chelsea was there, and she she you know did did the honor of recording that for me. So it's I documented. Have, yeah. I have that moment. I was going to say it, it would have been just as special for you, I think, without the camera, mm-hmm. but with the camera, it made it. For all of us, that way I can share yeah. it with everyone, and then have that record of you know remembering. And I go back and watch that that video a lot, and uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it really, and I mean this sincerely, brought a tear to my eye when I watched it. It was <laughs> no, it was so yeah. fucking sweet, and it yeah. was just like you, just the the way you even expressed. That's the beautiful thing about music is when you sing, when when a singer sings of any band or any kind, you you, you have the ability to really convey feeling. Mm with just the nuances of how you're singing Mm -hmm. and you did that very well in Mm. that performance um and and, you know it it wasn't to a million people it was to one person really maybe two if you (laughs) arguably the most important audience i've ever had well and and as he's grown too i've i've realized that he really loves uh music and especially i mean i still do that all the time i've seen him do it for him and and sing for him and you know he's uh it's, it's I've seen him fun. light up at music at our house when we're watching yeah. uh, TV or whatever. Yep. And a song comes on, or we talk about a song. We're talking about music. We play something. Yeah, and he he, he gravitates to that. So and I think you cra- have a what's crazy? Sorry, musical dude. There, no, go ahead. What's crazy to me is I'm watching this from a distance because um, you've been there. Yeah, exactly. I, and I automatically remember when, like, I go to Seth because he was my firstborn, mm-hmm. and what that was like. Yeah, you know, and what it was like. I still have videos in my head of uh, him goofing around on the drums at two years old and all that shit. So and to me, to the get first to have thing, that full circle moment. Well, I, the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind when I see what you're going through is mm-hmm. is 
how many more opportunities you're going to get to experience. Totally. It makes me really excited for you because yeah. because here I am, Seth's your age, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm experiencing this with him. I mean, imagine what you're going to get to experience with Milo through the next 20 years. You know, yeah. I mean, or his whole life. So I can't wait. I think it's awesome. And yeah. uh, well, guys, I think that's a great yes. that's a great note to end on. Really, I think so. Is we're talking about family, sentimental and groove, right there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what makes this podcast go, and that's what's going to continue to yeah. make this podcast go going forward indefinitely. Yeah, and I can't wait to come back. And I Definitely. am a hundred percent positive that you and Alex and every single one of your guests are going to do a fantastic job. Thank you, man. And I urge everyone who's listening to this right now, don't stop listening. Keep keep this going. We will be back. Keep supporting Shane and Alex and the LAS Podcast Network as a whole. And, uh, yeah. It's don't been stop real. believing. It's been real. It's been groovy. It sure has. And it has been real groovy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.